Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the 19th of August. Welcome back to another morning meeting. Henry, how about the overnight? Hi, Cheech. Thanks very much. Overnight was a little bit quiet. In fact, August is shaping up in the US as the quietest month this year. And it was no exception last night. It was a very much a to and fro kind of day. The index only had on the Dow at least only a 200 point range. And best was up 64. Its worst was down 136. But there was buy the dip mentality back and it closed up 19 points at one point shy of 34,000. The Nasdaq was up 0.2%. The S&P up 0.2% as well. So nothing really very exciting in the US. A few Fed heads out and about talking about the upcoming meeting in September whether it's going to be 50 or 75 or something else, but I suspect it'll be very much data dependent, depending on what happens at the beginning of September as well. We did see the oil price last night slightly better. That was up 3.1%. So that was some good news. And we're starting to see a little bit of buying in our energy sector. And coal continues to be a old king coal was a very merry old soul at the moment. And we are seeing climate change affecting China at the moment with drought conditions affecting the amount of water in their hydro dam. So it looks like they're going to have to use more coal, which is good for our coal sector, which continues to push higher. The rest of the commodity is pretty much unchanged, to be honest. A little bit of weakness in some of them. Zinc was down 0.1.5%. Gold off a tiny bit as well, but nothing very exciting there. In fact, nothing very exciting from overseas at all, Chichi, to be honest. Okay, sometimes quite as good. And Tom, let's head over to you for the local markets. Thanks, Cheech. Well, that not very exciting overnight is translating into our market, only up nine points. Results can continue to flow. The market on track to finish the week up more than 1.1%. So that is good news. Energy and miners outperforming utilities and financials are the biggest weights. Clean away waste management has results out, but they are also launching a $400 million equity raising to acquire a composting business GRL for $168 million. That raising at $2.50. As Henry said, coal stocks bid higher as thermal coal prices continue to rise. Whitehaven, New Hope, and Yan Coal all jumping. And Indonesia is considering a nickel export tax. Nickel Industries, NIC, down 3.1% on the news. Their operations are in Indonesia. And some results reactions today. Ascent Group, the best performer, up 2%, followed by Cochlear, up 1.5%. And the worst performers, Ingham's Group, off 7%. And AGL Energy, off 3.4%. And I'll just signpost a few events next week. Locally on the results front, we have Northern Star, Worley, Coles, Woolworths and West Farmers as some of the biggest companies reporting. Preliminary GDP in the US is the most significant economic release, although it is the second release in the series, which carries less weight than the advanced reading. Jackson Hole Symposium next week will draw a lot of the market's focus with central bankers and finance ministers around the world set to speak. And we have Santos, Magellan, Telstra, REA Group and JB Hi-Fi all trading ex-dividend. Thank you very much for that, Tom. And Leighton, over to you for the broker comments. Thank you, Chi-Chi. It seems like the sort of boring trend is taking the market by storm because there's not a lot of excitement coming out of the brokers either. I've got one piece here on ASX Limited. Macquarie was the only broker out this morning with an outperform recommendation suggesting that ASX should provide safety in a troubled economic environment. The target price is 
lifted up to $93, which implies about a 14.5% upside. The other brokers weren't so impressed. There's a couple of holds and a sell in there with target prices ranging from 10% below the current market price to about 3% above. Other than that, everything else was pretty much neutrals across the board, but there was a couple of upgrades and downgrades. City downgraded Auckland International Airport, that's AIA, to a sell. And there was no target price assessed there. And City also downgraded Appen, that's APX, to a sell. The target price dropped to $4.40 down from $6.60, which is just a little bit below the current price. And Credit Suisse has upgraded Blackmore's, that's BKL, to outperform. And the target price is unchanged there at $90, which implies a 23% upside. But other than that, there wasn't too much to go off today. Thank you, Chi Chi. Cheers for that, Leighton. And Ben, because we're having a boring Friday, can you give us a bit of an idea? Yes, I can. Thank you, Cheech. I've got a look at Wise Tech, which is one that I quite like. I've looked at in the past. They report on Wednesday. So just having a look at what's been happening with them and what we might expect very quickly. They recently upgraded their earnings guidance for these results. So they are expected to be quite good. Brokers are a little bit mixed, generally positive, but kind of conservative on the target prices, particularly after the move higher in the price in recent times. And it is just one of the stocks with big picture tailwinds with all the supply chain issues that have been happening over the last couple of years. And they are supply chain solutions, of course. So they are likely to keep those tailwinds pushing them in the right direction for a while. Thank you for that, Ben. And if you would like to check out a buy wholesale done by Tom back in February on WiseTech, I will leave a link in the newsletter. And Henry, let's get back to you for Henry's take and strategy. I do believe you had Dr. Leslie Chong on the couch as well this week. Metaphorically speaking, Chichi, yes. It was a virtual couch rather than anything else, but very interesting lady and I have to say it surprised me considerably she is the CEO of Imugene, which is an oncology company, biotech company. So has made some strides, has made some progress, and it has been certainly it's now a one and a half billion dollar company. So it's no small fry. Still very early stage, lots of data to come, but it's an interesting chat with Leslie Chung, that's for sure. So a wide ranging chat to say the least. As far as my stuff goes today, just a little bit of money taken off the table yesterday in one or two of the lithium stocks, Lion Town and Pilbara. Not for any great shakes but just the sector has had such a good run and it looks as if it was just coming off the top slightly we are seeing a little bit of buying again in the lithium sector today resources generally i suspect there's a bit of book squaring going on ahead of the weekend because resources have been a little bit on the nose this week today they're a little bit better and banks have been doing quite well and they're a little bit easier so it's very much um sort of a two or three day proposition in some of these sectors at the moment what goes up comes back down again and vice versa so that's interesting and of course in strategy today it just had a look at a couple of results from TWE, uh, Treasury Wine Estates, which is one I've written about before in Livewire and various other forums, but certainly it's one that I have liked for a long time. And, you know, if you like the product, buy the company. So they have done pretty well in their pivot away from China. The thing that disturbs me a little bit is just that the stock price has run from about 10 and a half bucks to you know, 13 and a half bucks. So it has had a pretty sexy ride up towards these levels. But if you were just looking at the company as a company and they're doing well, especially with premiumization of their brands, they've now got Penfolds France, Penfolds US, as well as Penfolds Australia. 
and they are bringing on Penfolds China as well, which is partly a reason to get round the current extraordinarily high tariffs that China has got on Australian wine. So this has been in train for a little while. So it's still a pretty good proposition as, as far as the company goes, but it's just the share price for me is just a bit too ritzy. I'd love to see it come back because this is a quality stock. But for those that are holding it, keep on holding it. The other one I looked at was Zero, And I must admit, I know we all go to Zero as our fantastic tech stock. But when you look behind the numbers, and this is something that surprised me somewhat because we always hear about Zero as a, a US play, and that's where the big growth is. The fact of the matter is that the UK is the second biggest revenue generator for Zero, And if you look at where the UK economy is, that's not in a great place. So the numbers coming out of the UK for UK subs, which, by the way, was a great UK band back in the early 80s, uh, late 70s, that is concerning, to say the least, because of that exposure. America is still a very, very small part of their business, although that's been the focal point of their push to expand. So the stock took a big hit yesterday. It's taken another hit today. I think the brokers are going a bit ho-hum on this one. Maybe it hasn't got the growth profile that people would like. So just having a little look at zero today. In the small caps, one stock that I'm thinking about again is uh, Zipco. We did highlight this one when they're around 45, 50 cents when they pulled the pin on the Sezzle merger. But the Sezzle numbers yesterday were quite good and set off a, I think it was a 17 point, uh, 17% rise in Sezzle. They're up another 6% today. So clearly something's afoot there. Uh, Zip have got their results on the 25th of August. There is potential there for some good news to come out. They're certainly doing all the right things in terms of their growth at any costs. Now it's kind of more like controlling the cost, controlling those bad debts and trying to get to break even points. So we might get some good news. There is a big short position in Zip. It has been very volatile. And certainly I think there is potential there for short-term traders, momentum traders to jump on that one or maybe even take a punt on the results as we come towards next week. And other stuff as well, just uh, finally got asked the analyst this afternoon at 5.30. And also last night, I recorded the third session of the education thing that I've been doing for the kids. And the latest session is on technical analysis, a bit on trading plans and money management. So that's uh, worth showing to your kids. It is basic. I'm no chartist, but it just gives a brief overview and some ideas in terms of charting and technical analysis really for the kids. Thank you for that, Henry. And I do believe you have a Livewire article out as well by wholesale of five stocks to sort as recession risk rolls over. And over to our question of the day. What stock would you short? Ben, let's start with you today. Funnily enough, I would short zero. And I was a bit nervous when you started talking about it, Henry, because everyone tends to like it, as you said, but I don't really like it because of most of what you said. They've been talking about their expansion and their growth for about five years. It's been the same story and nothing's really happened. So unpopular opinion, probably, but that's one that I would dangerously short, but they do tend to, when they go well, they go very well because everyone likes them and everyone wants to get involved. Okay. Ooh. Tom, how about yourself? What stock would you short? Thanks, Cheech. Well, I was looking for a company with little earnings, sentiment driven, and one that's outperformed recently. So the, you've got the asymmetry of risk to the downside, and the company's not really supported by fundamentals. And one that sort of fit the bill very well, maybe a week ago, was Redbubble. Her shares took a beating since reporting full year results down about 40% since the release. The results themselves weren't actually that bad, but completely overshadowed by guidance on higher costs. This year will likely continue to suffer as cost of living pressures increase and people no longer want to buy masks or print stuff on t-shirts. Okay, thanks for that, Tom. And Leighton, how about yourself? 
I've gone with Kogan. I think they really boomed during the pandemic. They were a good beneficiary there and haven't really done much since then. So a bit of a downward trend. Okay. And to close off, Henry, what stock would you short? What stock, Chi-Chi? What stock would I short? That's a good question, isn't it? I'm, I must admit, things like the travel sector, I think, is a little bit shortable still, although it has not really taken off. So it's a tricky one, what stock to short. I think AGL looks interesting as a short at the moment. With the travel sector, it's funny because Flight Center's the most shorted stock pretty much all the time, but they've got results coming out soon, don't they? So it'll be interesting to see. They do. And when you look on the chart on Flight Center, they've gone nowhere. But you've got to remember that a lot of these travel companies had massive equity issues at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. So the charts are somewhat misleading in terms of the size of the company and what's transpired. So they have been going pretty much sideways. I think that's going to continue, I've got to say, for these travel stocks. Yeah. Okay, interesting thoughts there. Well, that brings us to a close. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. And we'll see you back on Monday. Thank yeah. you. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. Have a lovely yeah. weekend. Thank you.